0: section eight of an american idol this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by mary schneider an american idol the life of carlton h parker by cornelia stratton parker chapter eight we looked back always on our first semester's teachings in the university of california as one hectic term we had lived our own lives found our own joys for four years and here we were enveloped by old friends by relatives by new friends until we knew not which way to turn in addition karl was swamped by campus affairs by students many of whom seemed to consider him an oasis in a desert of otherwise to be deplored inhuman professors every student organization to which he had belonged as an undergraduate opened its arms to welcome him as a faculty member we chaperoned student parties till we heard ragtime in our sleep from january first to may sixteenth we had four nights alone together you can know we were desperate carl used to say we may have to make it persia yet the red letter event of that term was when after about two months of teaching president wheeler rang up one evening about seven one of the four evenings as it happened we were at home together and said i thought i should like the pleasure of telling you personally though you will receive official notice in the morning that you have been made an assistant professor we expected you to make good but we did not expect you to make good to such a degree quite so soon again an occasion for a spree we tore out hatless across the campus nearly demolishing the head of the college of commerce as we rounded the library he must know the excitement he was pleased he slipped his hand into his pocket saying, I must have a hand in this celebration, and with a royal gesture, as who would say, What matters the cost, slipped a dime into Carl's hand. Spend it all tonight. Thus we were started on our assistant professorship, but always before and always after to the students Carl was just doc i remember a story he told of how his chief stopped him one afternoon at the north gate to the university and said he was discouraged and distressed carl was getting the reputation of being popular with the students and that would never do i don't wish to hear more of such rumours just then the remnants of the internals of a ford hung together with picture wire and painted white whizzed around the corner two slouching hard-working studs caught sight of carl reared up the car and called hi doc come on in then they beheld the head of the department hastily pressed some lever and went hurrying on to the head it was evidence first-hand he shook his head and went his way carl was popular with the students and it is true that he was too much so it was not long before he discovered that he was drawing unto himself the all too lightly handled college bum and he rebelled Harvard and Germany had given him too high an idea of scholarship to have even a traditional university patience with a student who, in the University of California jargon, was looking for a meal. He was petitioned by 12 students of the College of Agriculture to give a course on the economics of agriculture, and they guaranteed him 25 students, 130 enrolled and as Carl surveyed the assortment below him he realized that a good half of them did not know and did not want to know a pear tree from a tractor he stiffened his upper lip stiffened his examinations and cinched forty of the class there should be some latin saying that would just fit such a case but i do not know it it would start exit and the exit would refer to the exit of the loafer in large numbers from Carl's courses, and the exit from the heart of the loafer of the absorbing love he had held for Carl. His troubles were largely over. Someone else could care for the maimed, the halt, and the blind. It was about this time, too, that Carl got into difficulties with the entrenched powers on the campus. He had what has been referred to as a passion for justice daily the injustice of campus organization grew on him he saw democracy held high as an ideal lip homage only student affairs were run by an autocracy which had nothing to justify it except its supporters claim of efficiency he had little love for that word it is usually bought at too great a cost that year as usual he had a small seminar of carefully picked students he got them to open their eyes to conditions as they were When they ceased to accept those conditions just because they were, they too felt the inequality, the farce of a democratic institution, run on such autocratic lines. After seminar hours, the group would foregather at our house to plot as to ways and means. The editor of the campus daily saw their point of view. I am not sure now that he was not a member of the seminar. A slow campaign of education followed. Entrenched powers became outraged fraternities that had invited carl almost weekly to lunch now couldn't see him one or two influential alumni who had something to gain from the established order took up the fight soon he had a warning from one of the regents that carl's efforts on behalf of democracy were unwelcome but within a year the entire organization of campus politics was altered and now there probably is not a student who could not feel outraged at the suggestion of a return to the old system perhaps here is where i can dwell for a moment on carl's particular brand of democracy i see so much of other kinds he was what i should call an utterly unconscious democrat He never framed in his own mind any theory of the brotherhood of man, he just lived it, without ever thinking of it as something that needed expression in words. I never heard him use the term. To him the individual was everything, by that I mean that every relation he had was on a personal basis. He could not go into a shop to buy a necktie hurriedly without passing a word with the clerk when he paid his fare on the street car there was a moment's conversation with the conductor when we had ice cream of an evening he asked the waitress what was the best thing on in the movies when we left oakland for harvard the partially toothless maid we had was sobbing that mr parker had been more like a brother to her one of the phases of his death which struck home the hardest was the concern and sorrow the small tradespeople showed the cobbler the plumber the drugstore clerk you hear men say i often find it interesting to talk to working people and get their point of view such an attitude was absolutely foreign to carl he talked to working people because he talked to everybody as he went along his joyous way at a track meet or football game he was on intimate terms with everyone within a conversational radius our wealthy friends would tell us he ruined their chauffeurs they got so that they didn't know their places as likely as not he would jolt some constrained bank president by engaging him in genial conversation without an introduction at a formal dinner he would as a matter of course have a word or two with the butler when he passed the cracked crab although at times the butler seemed somewhat pained thereby some of carl's intimate friends were occasionally annoyed he talks to everybody he no more could help talking to everybody than he could help liking pumpkin pie He was born that way. He had one manner for every human being. President of the university, students, janitors, society women, cooks, small boys, judges. He never had any material thing to hand out, not even cigars, for he did not smoke himself. But as one friend expressed it, he radiated generosity. Heidelberg gives one year after passing the examination to get the doctor's thesis in final form for publication the subject of carl's thesis was the labor policy of the american trust his first summer vacation after our return to berkeley he went on to wisconsin chiefly to see commons and then to chicago to study the stockyards at first hand and the steel industry he wrote have just seen commons who was fine he said send me as soon as possible the outline of your thesis and i will pass upon it according to my lights he is very interested in one of my principal subdivisions that is technique and unionism or technique and labor believes it is a big consideration again he wrote i have just finished working through a book on immigration by professor fairchild of yale four hundred thirty seven pages published three weeks ago Let me by professor ross it is the very book i have been looking for and it is superb I can't get over how stimulating this looking in on a group of university men has been. It in itself is worth the trip. I feel sure of my field of work, that I am not going off in unfruitful directions, that I am keeping up with the wagon. I am now set on finishing my book right away, Want it out within a year from December. From Chicago, he wrote, am here with the reek of the stockyards in my nose and just four blocks from them. Here lived in this house Upton Sinclair when he wrote The Jungle. And Mary McDowell at the university settlement where he was staying told a friend of ours since Carl's death about how he came to the table that first night and no one paid much attention to him, just some young westerner nosing about. But by the end of the meal he had the whole group leaning elbows on the table listening to everything he had to say, and she added, every one of us loved him from then on he wrote after visiting swift's plant of seeing illustrations for all the lectures on technique i have given and gee it felt good i could not quote him honestly and leave out his g's to actually look at things being done the way one has orated about them being done the thing for me to do here is to see and see the things i'm going to write into my thesis I want to spend a week, if I can, digging into the steel industry with my fine information about the ore. He had just acquired that. I am anxious to fill out my knowledge of the operation of smelting and making steel. Then I can orate industrial dope. Later, this morning I called on the vice president of the Illinois Steel Company, on the treasurer of armor and company, and lunched with Mr. Crane of Crane Company. hum. The time we had when it came to actual printing of the thesis it had to be finished by a certain day in order to make a certain steamer to reach heidelberg when promised i got in a corner of a printing office and read proof just as fast as it came off the press while carl worked at home under you can guess what pressure to complete his manuscript tearing down with new batches for me to get in shape for the typesetter and then racing home to do more writing we finished the thesis about one o'clock one morning proofreading and all and the next day or that same day later war was declared which meant just this that the university of heidelberg sent word that it would not be safe for Karl to send over his thesis there were about three or four hundred copies to go according to german university regulations until the situation had quieted down somewhat The result was that those three or four hundred copies lay stacked up in the printing office for three or four years, until at last Carl decided it was not a very good thesis anyway, and he didn't want anyone to see it, and he would write another brand new one when peace was declared and it could get safely to its destination. So he told the printer man to do away with the whole batch this meant that we were out about a hundred and fifty dollars oh luckless thought a small fortune to the young parkers so though in a way the thesis as it stands was not meant for publication i shall risk quoting from part One: the problem so that at least the general approach can be gathered remember the title was the labor policy of the american trust When the most astute critic of American labor conditions has said, while immigration continues in great volume, class lines will be forming and reforming, weak and unstable. To prohibit or greatly restrict immigration would bring forth class conflict within a generation. What does it mean? President Woodrow Wilson, in a statement of his fundamental beliefs, has said, why are we at the threshold of a revolution? don't you see that some men with eloquent tongue without conscience who do not care for the nation could put this whole country into a flame don't you know that this country from one end to the other believes that something is wrong what an opportunity it would be for some man without conscience to spring up and say this is the way follow me and lead in paths of destruction what does it mean the problem of the social unrest must seek for its source in all three classes of society two classes are employer and employee and the third is the great middle class looking on what is the relationship between the dominating employing figure in american industrial life and the men who work A nationwide antagonism to trade unions, to the idea of collective bargaining between men and employer, cannot spring from a temperamental aversion of a mere individual, however powerful, be he Carnegie, Perry, or Post, or from the common opinion in a group such as the so-called Beef Trust, or the Directorate of the United States Steel Corporation. Such a hostility characterizing as it does one of the vitally important relationships in industrial production must speak its reason to be in economic causes profits market financing are placed in certain jeopardy by such a labor policy and this risk is not continued generation after generation as a casual indulgence in temper deep below the strong charges against the unions of narrow self-interest and un-american limitation of output dressed by the citizens alliance in the language of the declaration of independence lies a quiet economic reason for the hostility just as slavery was about to go because it did not pay and america stopped building a merchant marine because it was cheaper to hire england to transport american goods so the american trust as soon as it had power abolished the american trade union because it found it costly what then are these economic causes which account for the hostility what did the union stand in the way of what conditions did the trust desire to establish with which the union would interfere or did a labor condition arise which allowed the employer to wreck the union with such ease that he turned aside for a moment to do it to commit an act desirable only if its performance cost little danger or money the answer can be found only after an analysis of certain factors in industrial production these are three a the control of industrial production not only in whose hands has industrial capitalism for the moment fallen but in what direction does the evolution of control tend b the technique of industrial production technique at times instead of being a servant determines by its own characteristics the character of the labor and the geographical location of the industry and even destroys the danger of competition if the machinery demanded by it asks for a bigger capital investment than a raiding competitor will risk c the labor market the labor market can be stationary as in england can diminish as in ireland or increase as in new england If the character of these three factors be studied, trust hostility to American labor unions can be explained in terms of economic measure. One national characteristic, however, must be taken for granted. That is the commercialized business morality which guides American economic life. The responsibility for the moral or social effect of an act is so rarely a consideration in a decision that it can be here neglected without error. It is not a factor. at the close of his investigation he took his first vacation in five years a canoe trip up the brulee with hal bradley that was one of our dreams that could never come true a canoe trip together we almost bought the canoe at the exposition we looked holes through the one we wanted our trip was planned to the remotest details we never did come into our own in the matter of our vacations although no two people could have more fun in the woods than we with the combination of small children and no money and new babies and work, we figured that in three more years we could be sure of at least one wonderful trip a year. Anyway, we had the joy of our plannings. End of chapter 8